Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. San Luis Obispo, California, hello. And as a surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo, and up to Pismo. I'm captain of the Pismo Beach Disaster League. Whoa, is this the sand dunes? I've, I've tried to do this at Pismo Beach when I was growing up. Oh, really? Yeah, we would always make sandboards. Like we always like make them in the garage and stuff like that. And it would never work. It never worked. Never worked. I am from Pismo Beach, sir. I didn't even know that there was a college here. Well, I commute to San Luis Obispo twice a week. Here's his ear. Dewey just called from Pismo Beach. He says there's no way he could have grabbed your ass. California's been good to me. Hope it don't fall into the sea. Sometimes you got to trust yourself. It ain't like anywhere else. It ain't like anywhere else. Yeah, man, this is the Slow Cal Podcast. Cyrus Sotz's Jerry Perez. Happy 2021. We're only seven months late saying Happy New Year. That's how long it's been since we did a show, dude. That's crazy. No, you're right. It's seven months late. Eight months, actually, because I think the last time we did a show was in December. So we've yeah, you're right. New Year's, MLK Day, now Juneteenth, um, and Fourth uh, of July, and uh, Mr. Engagement. Oh, yeah, man. I am engaged. Thank you. <laughs> so we got it. This is, uh, is going to be the catch-up show, right? This is like what, what's been going on for the last eight months. Corona's yeah, well, dude. You, corona's still you, around. I know, but it's like it's a, it's a little better now, right? I, I feel like being vaccinated gives a little level of comfort, just because even if you get it when you're vaccinated, I don't think you're, you're not going to die from it. You, you'll probably have minor symptoms, if anything, right? Isn't that how you feel? Yeah. When did you get fully vaxxed? I know you were you wanted to be right at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and I had the the incredible privilege and and, and uh, luxury. I was insanely lucky that as a teacher, I was able to get it early. So I, I got vaccinated end of February, early March. Yeah, so I'm almost ready for my booster. Bring that booster. I'm ready for more. Yeah, what about you? When, when were you vaccinated? I was fully vaxxed on uh, April 20th, which is also known as 420. Uh, so I yeah, that's the rumor. Yes, yeah, a rumor. Uh, first shot was in March, late March, and then the second was uh, April 20th. So yeah, I'm fully vaxxed, um, knock on wood. Um, yeah, I'll get the yeah. if need be. But uh, yeah, it's weird that uh, I had a prediction about a year ago that I thought this whole Corona thing was going to be kind of a overreaction because every you know what two, three, four years we get this new virus. Like four or five years ago, we had the Zika virus. Before that, we had the H1N1 and the swine flu, chicken flu, whatever viruses. Everybody panics for about a month yeah. and then it disappears. So I thought last. March, I go, oh, by the time summer hits, this thing's going to be one of those passing fads of viruses. And here we are uh, 18 months, 17 months later. I know you were very neurotic about it. I don't want to dwell too much on Corona, but I know you were very neurotic about it. I still am, dude. I, I mean, I got put on meds. I, you know, I, I well, dude, I've always, I, I came to realization, I always had like a form of OCD. It was never like debilitating. I just like, it was almost like germophobia, right? Like I just, I can't touch like door handles, elevator buttons, shit that a million other people touch, you know, ga- gas station pumps. I'd always use like paper towels or, or, you know, use my shirt to touch these kind of things that I had to. But 
like, dude, the first two, three months of this thing, all the experts were, were mentioning was, hey, man, this thing survives forever on surfaces, like right. disinfect everything. And for a guy like me, dude, it, it, it was a combination of that and the fact that I had just moved to San Luis Obispo. Uh, I had this terrible tragedy happen to me. I'm not going to get into that, but then, and then I just, and I was, and this, I was just alone for like 10 months. Like I never saw you. I never saw anyone in slow face to face. You were much more rebellious and living life than I was. And this solitude got to me, dude. I mean, I think there's a reason why prisoners are sent to solitude. It, it really is a fucked up uh, thing to experience to have no social interaction with anyone else. I had no family nearby. And so at a certain point, dude, I felt like my mind just broke, dude. And I just was unable to like touch things and I'm still fucked up, but I'm better, much better now than I was. So, um, yeah, that's been my status with that, dude. It's not, and for anyone else who's suffering, I, I feel you, man. I, this is, it was, it's not fun dealing with this. It's not fun being afraid to touch everything. It's not fun knowing there's this virus out there that, you know, could do who knows what to you because there's the unpredictability is a huge, worrisome element of this thing but um well you're as you meanwhile you you're living life dude you went to chicago right i don't think you were even vaccinated fully were you when you went to chicago or did you or were you well i guess what is fully vaxxed right because the second shot still has to wait what take a week maybe to be two weeks two weeks depends on the on the on the shot what'd you get uh, i got moderna so good so yeah just a quick uh catch up on me I try to live uh, live as normal as possible, and yeah, I, I, you're not the only one. Sorry, so, you know, people have dealt with like a form of depression, or, or uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not trying to make light light of this, but kind of like a psychotic breakdown. And yeah, solitude. Yeah, dude. Fun. You know, even you know, there's people that are introverts, but it's not necessarily good to be alone. Like you said, sometimes it's good to be able to go out, not necessarily have a drink, but just to go out and commingle with people, talk to people, see face to face. Yeah. So when was the last time you and I saw each other face to face? Not since, was, not since we've done this podcast. No, I, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, we I, we saw each other like a year before the podcast. Like I'd always try to stop and slow once a year just to see you and enjoy you know one of the greatest towns in the world, in my humble opinion. It's and uh, yeah, dude. But no, not since the pandemic started. Uh, just because I was just yeah. Since you've lived here, yeah, we haven't seen each other, which is kind of no. And what's even weirder, and part of the reason why we haven't done a podcast recently is I I went I finally just left slow for a little bit. I've been staying at my parents' house. And then I reconnected with my with uh, my now fiance. We had briefly split, and sometimes, dude, you got to split with someone to realize how much you love them. You know, like like um, right? Isn't what's the old adage? Like set them free if they if they come back, they're yours. And if not, I don't know. I can't remember how it goes. It's a, but it's a song from Sting, "Free, Free, Set Them Free," something like that. So yeah, yeah. So let's, let's hold on you because uh, I want to I want to dive more on to your situation. So I'll, I'll do a quick eight month wrap up of mine. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I try to, you know, I still went out to the bars. I still did my thing. Uh, I had a big, I had two trips in April, one big one and one small one. So I did St. So the last time I actually talked to you on the phone, I was in St. Thomas, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. I went oh, that's me. right. For your birthday, right? Not necessarily for my birthday. My birthday coincided with the, the vacation. I, tr okay. I, tried, I tried to do a vacation on my birthday or around my birthday. Um, this just happened to coincide. It, uh, this trip was actually was supposed to take place back in November. Um, but unfortunately, due to the pandemic, and unfortunately, one of my roommates' uh, grandmother got ill, so she had to take care of her grandmother and unfortunately passed. So mm. It was definitely one of those things that, you know, priorities are priorities. Because of, because of the, no, the it, company video? That's what I'm calling this thing now. That's my new nickname for it is, is company video. C-O period vid. Company video. Go ahead. Yeah, it's company video, man. <laughs> I don't know where to go. To that. I, I, 
let's keep it moving. So we rescheduled our trip and we went uh, the last weekend of May, I mean March, and we were there for 11, 12 days. Yeah, 11, nice. a week and a half yeah, in St. Thomas. Weather was great. People were great. Uh, I, had a, I had a great time. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's a fine line on how long you take a vacation, right? Because you take it too short, it's not long enough. Take it too long, you don't want to come back. Yeah. So I was back. So three days before we left, right? Is that right? Yeah, about three days before we left, I got vaccinated with my first dose. So I was not fully vaxxed going into St. Thomas, but you were required to submit. Um... Oh, what's going on in the background, bro? Oh, with those bell, with those bells? Yeah, dude. It sounds like. Oh, your bells? Vaccinated. It's it's no, it's my my it's my parents' house. They got some chimes. Ignore those. I can't believe the, the mic's picking it up. That's surprising, but oh, yeah. yeah. I can hear everything. Um, yeah, nice bells. Uh, <laughs> so we did we all had to submit uh we all had to take a test and submit it into this uh u.s virgin islands uh health protocol or something like that basically you got a test and you have to be within five days clear before your trip and we were all negative we all left and uh yeah I, we got back i was here for about another week week and a half or so and then i flew out to chicago with some cousins and we were in Chicago for four days. Chicago was also also great. So I love Chi Town, dude. Did you? Uh, what'd you do there? So we did, you know, the locally touristy stuff. You know, we were down. We were based downtown, um, probably about a mile from the Bean, uh, not even a mile from the river. So we did all the touristy stuff. Did you know a couple boat tours? Uh, went to the Miracle Mile. Man, that those bells, dude. Those bells are killing me. Uh, just ignore it, dude. <laughs> I can't, no, no, when you actually hear the podcast, no one's hearing that thing. I'm surprised you're hearing that. Oh, yeah, ignore, ignore the bells. Ignore the bells. If, I feel like it's the what is it? Is it the Exorcist? The tubular bells? Which is what's the movie that has the the bells in the background, the haunting bells about somebody's about to die or something? I don't know if it's the Exorcist. I, I love is that movie. But is it Halloween? Maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so Chicago's <laughs> awesome. Do you ever do you ever, do you ever watch that show Shameless on TV? No, you mentioned it when I told you I was oh, okay. in Chicago. No. So great it's such a great show. Anyways. We we so it was a total of let's see, it was six of us. Yeah, it was six of us and a baby. And so, you know, the more people go it's harder to coordinate who wants to see what. But we, we did the majority of the uh, the touristy stuff and yeah, we had a, we all had a good time. The weather was just slightly cold compared to California, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we were dealing with sixties, mid sixties. And uh, yeah, it was great. So I knocked out two trips in the first third of the year, and yeah, that's about it. A couple of road trips to LA here and there, and that. But other than that, for me, I, it's nothing's really changed, even work-wise. Uh, I've been there's been a lot of people at work that were sent home, that have been working from home. Some people I haven't seen for the last 15, 16 months. But for me, I've been at the station since nonstop. So nothing's really changed for me personally, and. that's good for me i guess yeah i think i think i think for the people whose life was not disrupted that much i think psychologically they're healthier now um i know you were saying like you wanted to go to work and i think that was healthy dude in hindsight like if i wasn't isolated so long i don't think so many of the issues i'm battling now would have happened i just it's just when you're alone with your thoughts for fucking months upon months dude it's just it and and you're dealing with shit on top of that yeah it gets you it's like you said man i never had issues being alone i always loved being independent 
But I also had like a bar to go to, a restaurant to go to, and just, just socialize with people. And all of a sudden when that's not there and you're, you're not even comfortable doing that, yeah, man, it, it starts fucking your head. But so, yeah, so you and I, man, were – so I'm actually um, – I took a break from slow. Uh, you've been in slow the whole time. I'm going to – I have to find a new place to live, um, and I'm going to so do that. Place? Yeah, but my, my parents sold the condo or the, it's in the process of, sell, of selling it. Um, and then, and then I'm going to find a new place and my dad's going to live in it and I'm going to be there on and off. And, uh, yeah, man. So here, so one thing I, one guest I really love, and I don't know, I'd love to get on the show. I don't know if you could pull this off and help me is the guy who runs the barstool slow account. Um, just to talk about like, cause that account is just so funny and they get so many of like the most, I don't know, I have no idea, but, uh, they literally capture every idiotic decision made by Cal Poly students on a photo or a video, and it's just comedy. I, I think it would be a great person to have on. Um, I really want – yeah, if you find out. And then the other guest, uh, we're going to get him on soon. His name is Nick Wapner, and he survived a shark attack two years ago. Uh Surfing near Montana de Oro. Uh, I'm not going to name the actual spot he was surfing. It's one of the the rare like little secret spots um, in the Central Coast. Dude got straight mauled by a great white shark. Just got a big old bite in his foot on his leg, and and uh, and he's he's going to come on and talk about that experience. Um, Let me ask you something. Let me ask yeah, you. yeah. If we if having him on is that going to encourage people to surf or not surf? If it discourages people, I'm all for it, dude. Like, people, folks, all of you that are like, I want to be a surfer now. There's sharks out there. They'll bite your ass, man. So, dude, here, here's the thing. The Central Coast is a very sharky place, man. I, like, so one thing in this year of, you know, of, of, where we all were dealing with shit because of this pandemic, I, I've been a surfer for over 20 years of my life, but that was, like, the only activity I could do, right? So I was out there, like, four or five days a week, and it was actually – it was I was surfing better than I ever had in my life. I saw fucking great white. We talked about that on, on an earlier episode. Dude, the Central Coast is just a bastion, a beacon of wildlife, man, because there isn't a lot of people. I'm guessing it's environmentally safer, right, because we have no, like, chemical plants or, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, sewage being pumped out into the ocean. There isn't a lot of development here. So you have a lot of fucking wildlife, but that includes great whites, man. I saw one jump out of the fucking ocean. That is one of the scariest things you'll ever see in your life. And what's even weirder, here's the crazy part, Jerry, is that almost anywhere else you go to and you talk about surfing and you talk with surfers, most people have not seen a great white, dude. Most people have not dealt with a shark experience, right? But here in the Central Coast, dude, I told the great, my great white story to people everywhere else, and their just, eyes just open up, and they're like, what? You saw a great white breach? And I was like, yeah, it's 10 to 15 feet, big old motherfucker. And then you tell people in the Central Coast, and everybody I told was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw one. I've seen a bunch of them. Like, wouldn't even flinch. This one girl, yeah? Oh, well, no, I want to hear the girl story. I'll, I'll yeah, this girl I was, this girl I started chatting with, I was surfing with out in the Cayucas out in the water, because um, that was the only socializing I was doing for a while. Like, I remember she told me, oh, yeah, this great white just swam right under me once. She just saw, like, a 10-foot sh shark just cruising right underneath her surfboard. And she said she kept surfing after that. I was like, what? I, so, dude, Central Coast surfers, the point is, they're a whole other breed. Because you're dealing with so much, you're dealing with nature more than anywhere else. And so if you're going to surf and slow, man, be ready for that. So Nick Wapner, I want to get him on because one of my student journalists, uh, Damien Kincard, did a story about that. It's on custodian.com. It's on the front page. Um, revisiting that shark attack two years later. And, and I want to get both of them on. 
Um, yeah, so that'll be a good story to talk about. And yes, if it discourages surfers, all the better. Less surfers, the better. That's my mantra for surfing, but that's me. So it's a selfish is, attitude, yeah. Is, so is it, was, has this been normal and it's just been more documented now? Because I know, I know a friend of mine, my roommate who flies drones and there's other been other people that fly drones that I've seen, you know, you can see like the silhouette of a shark or whatever. Has this, would you say, has this been, is this normal? Are we just being more exposed to it maybe because maybe there are more surfers or there's more videos? It's kind of like police brutality. Now that everybody has a camera, you see more police brutality, right? You're more aware, yeah, awareness. Yeah, so I think the awareness factor has increased that. We didn't have drones 10 years ago, right? So we never really knew how many of them were out there. These drones are, are making us realize, dude, they're much more normal and much more prevalent than, than we probably thought. Um, part of it is that there's less food so there's more sharks coming closer to the coastline to eat because that's where most of the food is. But it is predominantly and primarily just an increase of awareness, dude. Yeah. What do they eat? What's their preference? Well, the, 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 the big ones focus primarily on seals. Um, that's really like their, their diet is just seals and maybe tuna and shit like that. Uh, the smaller juvenile ones will eat anything they can get their, their mouths on, like sea otters, baby seals, like any type of fish. Um, and all that stuff's near the coast. So, you know, so sharks, that's why, that's why all sea life is near the coast. Cause it's all about where the food is. Right. Um, and yeah, so I think mostly it's awareness, but I, I don't like being made aware of them, but you know, like it's, you know, it's part of being a surfer, dude. Like a lot of people like, I want to try it out. And it's like, all right, but you do realize like you're, dude, you're, you're going into their home. Right. So you got to be ready for that. That's part of this part of the deal. And and this guest will hopefully get on soon. Nick, man, he got a first-hand encounter, dude. And if you go to questonian.com, the pictures are there. It is gory, dude. And this happened right in slow. And and so we'll get him on. But, um, dude, I want to shift gears real quick. So I only have you for a few more minutes. you got to go to work soon. And, uh, at least half hour, 30. <laughs> we got 40 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but I, I, I do have to get going myself soon. I just wanted to – we haven't done the show in so long. It's been fucking forever. I just wanted to let the, the folks that believe also make them aware that we still exist and, you know, don't forget about us and add Jerry's name to the to the title of the show. Um, you signed the contract, right? You're, you're an official member of this right. program now? Yeah, I signed that contract. I told you, you, uh, you told me about the contract back in April. The guy sent it to me and I filled it out. <laughs> All right, so I think I think I've already broken the contract like thirty times already because we. Oh, did you? Because we haven't because we haven't been following the guidelines. We're supposed to be, oh, fuck the guidelines! Hey, don't let me know. I don't want to know. Okay. No, no, no. I don't want to know what I don't. I want no awareness of those guidelines because I probably break those things all the time. So, and if I don't know, I ain't breaking them. Uh, one important thing happened during this time to you, my friend, because we both love the NBA and we both love basketball, and slows a weird. Uh, area in the sense that we're like in the middle ground of California. You drive two hours, three hours north, and you're in San Francisco in the Bay Area. You drive two, three hours south, you're in the LA area. Um, the, Cl the Clippers obviously don't count. Like I don't know why they're just they just need to go to Seattle and just Ugh. fucking yeah. It's, it's the most ridiculous franchise in the history I'm, I'm of gonna, sports. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Interrupt, interrupt, please. Uh, I got into it with my mom about this the other day because uh, I'm a diehard Laker. Uh, and even my mom's a Laker fan. We, I mean, I know the Lakers because of my mom and, and all this growing up, you know, growing up here. It's been right up until the last 10 years, it's been predominantly 90% Laker town. Right? So the Clippers, you know, if everybody knows the history of the Clippers for the last 40 years, they've just been trashed. They suck. <clears throat> and I did my fair share of watching the Clippers in the early 2000s because they were not a threat. I mean, this is when they had Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Corey Maggette, Elton Brand, Andre Miller. 
so they were fun. You know, when the Lakers weren't playing, I'd watch the Clippers game because they're harmless, you know? Right. Billy and, Crystal, hey, what's up? You know, so please. And uh, so, obviously, you know, the Clippers were a couple games away from making it in the finals, and my mom's like, oh, I got to watch the Clippers game. They're doing so good. I go, what? So, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they've been horrible for so many years. I go, no, 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 no. It does not work that way. Mm -mm. You know, because the Clippers have been talking a lot of smack over the last six years. Like, you know, now it's a Clippers town, which is crazy because the Lakers, up until last October, had 16 championships. And now they're kind of making it sound like if they get one, they're a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> but it's weird because even in the whole seven, eight years of them trash talking and having a way better record than the Lakers, we still got a championship out of all that. Yeah, they never got anything. They just made it to the first Western Conference Finals in their franchise's history. Right. They were fucking nobody. They're they're nothing. They're like even even with Kawhi, even with Paul George, it's like you you register zero on the LA relevant scale. Like it's you're fucking nobodies. But I do have to admit, if they would have, I think with if Kawhi being healthy, they would have been in the finals. Oh, but they'd be champions. I, yeah, different I'd, story entirely. I'd be I'd be dying inside if they would be in the finals now and potentially winning it. I don't I don't know what I'd do, dude. I I, I don't know. Anyway, so, you, so something happened, you said to me or something? Well, no, I mean, do your Lakers, man. I mean, uh, first of all, your Lakers, my Warriors, had, I think, what will go down as the greatest playing game in the history of all the playing games that are going to happen in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however long that format stays. That was such an entertaining game. I was so fucking bummed that LeBron hit that three. That should have – it just right. – uh, last minute. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the fucking yeah. – it was a Hail Mary, dude. and just it went right through. Yes, it was um, and that ended my Warriors uh, season, even though like they had that Grizzlies game. They put everything into the Lakers game. But, dude, you're Lakers. Uh, I, I almost feel bad for you because if I hate on your team now, it's almost like kicking you know an old sick dog while it's down and dying. Your team's done, dude. Like You guys have no shot to do anything for a very long time. Thoughts? Whoa, that's... <laughs> I know that's brutal, man. I'm sorry. That was rough. And you're a sports guy too. You should. <laughs> sorry, okay. but dude, you're a Lakers guy. I'm a Warriors guy, right? There's no all's fair in love and war, man. That's how I feel yeah. about this rivalry. But uh, what happened to my Lakers is basically what has happened to your Warriors. Oh. Um, is this? Is obviously, it's all COVID-related, right? Uh, the Lakers never got a chance to heal. Uh, never got a chance to rest. Um, no, you know. And I am going to use that as an excuse because other teams were done in March, April of last year. Some yeah. Teams were done in June of last year. Some teams were done in July. So we were the longest, along with Miami, obviously, to go until October, right? October 8th was the, the, the day. And right. Then, yeah. And then literally two months later, you are back at full steam. And yeah, we. They, we, I'm not on. I'm not on the team. Just let me verify that. Thank you for that. Thank you. I know the people who say that they drive me crazy. Thank you. Yeah. So we won. They lost. Right. And uh, so they never got a chance to heal. Anthony Davis had hurt his ankle in the playoffs, which was close. You know that we thought we lost him a couple times. So he never fully healed from that. On top of that, he gained a little weight. Why? Because it is a vacation. <laughs> LeBron gained, gained a little weight. And then on top of that, we lost three guys. We lost uh, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Um, Somebody else I was relative. Oh, Rajon Rondo. So we got three new guys. So we never gelled. Injuries started to kick in. COVID kicked in with a couple players. So we never really had a, a time to breathe. And even with LeBron being out for what, a month and a half? How many games did he miss? He missed like 20 games. 
Um, the whooping that the that the Suns put on us was I didn't take it that bad because I kind of came to the to the agreement or the reflection of knowing that it's it's better that they get eliminated now, take two three months off, get healed, yeah, and hopefully, contrary to your point, uh, we'll be good to go in October. My my entire point is this, and and you're going to disagree with me. Um, to me, LeBron has peaked. I, I don't think even with the rest, I, the player I saw this year, it, granted, look, man, you're gonna, I'm sure you'll rebut and you'll say, well, he was an MVP candidate the first half of the season. But I just – dude, I think – He was in the – he was top two. Oh, he was, he was a favorite, yeah. But uh, he was actually the, probably number one. But I just – that second half of the year, I know he had the ankle injury and all that. But between his, his body language and how defeated at times he seemed and how tired he looked and how – he just looked old for the – finally. This guy fucking never ages, and he finally started to look a little old. Now, look, I could eat – I might be eating crow six months from now, and LeBron might be having another fucking 25-8-9 type season, and Anthony Davis will be healthy. You guys would have beaten the Suns if they were healthy. Now, I don't have any, any doubt of that. Uh, if everybody's 100% healthy, yes, I do agree with that. No doubt. But, um, yeah, man. So, but I just, the LeBron thing, dude. And look, if LeBron has another good year in him, you're, you might have another run because you're going to trade Kuzma, right? I think that's a foregone conclusion. It's the only way to add a third star. You have to trade him and whatever other assets you have left, right. um, to this get like a DeMar DeRozan or like a, a John or a, a Kimball Walker, the two names I've been seeing linked to your team. This is, this is the worst. The rumors are the worst. And you probably, <laughs> yes, yes. At any time that somebody's like a potential trade or a free agent, I was like, oh, he's coming to the Lakers like Damian Lillard. Uh, uh, who's the guy? From that's the not Lakers? happening. Yeah, that's not happening. But 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 you could get Demar Derozan in like a sign and trade. You could get uh, again. You could get Kemba Walker. I think those are the two realistic names, right? Because Kuzma's your only good asset to trade. Correct. How else are you going to bring players in? Right. As far as contract, Kuzma, and then uh, you can lose guys like Schroeder and a couple other guys. And maybe he's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah, like Gasol, go possibly. Uh, there's a couple guys I would like to keep. I like Montrez Harrell. Um, Heck yeah. He had, he had a weird season where like he did all this dirty work and then somehow would only be stuck on the bench. He wasn't even our sixth man. He was like our seventh man. Um, yeah, so once the season's over and we start dealing with drafts and picks and trades, uh, it's going to be a jam- uh, it's going to be quite jam-packed again to try to get everybody to gel because September, late September is usually like media day, which is like the first day of everything. Did you go to that, right? I've been to it two, three, two or three times. Three times, maybe. And those are those are fun. I used to go to those for the Warriors, and that would always be where I'd find the dumbest players, right? Because for me, I was working in radio, and so I'd, I'd interview the players and then have them read the liners players, for us. Not only the dumbest players, but the dumbest media too. And the dumb well, well, look, man. I, that's a whole other tangent I can go off because the vast majority of media is just really not that smart, dude. I mean, here's the best way I could tell you about sports media, right? Take the laziest motherfuckers on the planet who want to, who don't want to do any work and, and they love sports, right? That, that, that's that's who these that's what this industry attracts primarily. And then like you're not you, the, everyone who gets into it knows they're not making a ton of money. So you're getting all these people who have no financial ambition who have a poor work ethic, but at the same time, they all have huge egos. They all think they know sports better than anyone else around them. And so they come in there thinking they're geniuses and know everything about sports and they think they're super special. It's like that, that fucking millennial entitlement attitude. And that's sports media. That's like 90, 95% of sports media. It's just all these people who are just like these huge dorks 
who have fucking egos. They're the nerds who don't know they're nerds. That is the. Where do you fit in? I maybe maybe early in my career I was one of those. I hope I wasn't. But um, part of this is just speaking from fucking being a part of it, right? I mean, but early on I also realized I don't want to be one of these guys. You know, like I don't want to turn into that. So that's why I eventually went on to regular news and then became a professor. But you're right, dude. Sports media. The majority of sports media is is not very bright. But the players, a lot of them are fucking dumb as fuck. I remember like I went to uh, there was one media day. Don Nelson and I, uh, he was having a stogie and I was sitting down with him talking and then, and he was an awesome guy, right? And he's a huge stoner on a side note living in Maui now. But then I interviewed some players like Monte Ellis and Brandon Wright, Brandon Wright from North Carolina, where they couldn't even fucking read. And I'm sitting there going, oh my so God, dude. So they're reading promos. Exactly. And I, and I, I, I wrote the scripts and I go in there and I'm like, hey, can you just read this? Because we're the flagship station so, of the Warriors. Let's, let's do this they can't even read. Let's do yeah. a breakdown of Media Day. So Media Day, this is a chance for all the people that don't know what Media Day is. This is where everybody gets their photos taken. They do the, oh, you're listening to, you know, KG, KGGG Radio. Um, you know, I'm so-and-so for the Golden State Warriors. You're listening to you know, KGGG right. Radio, listening to me at 5 o'clock, whatever. So that's, where they, that's, the, that's the one day they have the time to get everybody to try to do as many promos, promotions, pictures. And so if you even go to, like, Laker games and they do – or any game, you know, sometimes in the middle quarters, they'll do like trivia and they'll ask a player like, oh, you know, where's the Loch Ness Monster? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. You know, that's that that was all done on that day. Right. You know, it's not like it's done throughout the season. It's like all these things. Right. You see clips of that were done on that one day for like five, six hours. And so this is this is your chance to really kind of get somebody one on one as best as you can. And the times that I went, obviously, was this is still Kobe Bryant. One year I went, it was Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard. So it was like, oh, it's just like every, you, you get 60 people surrounding Kobe Bryant. And it's just like you're just trying to squeeze in, get a shot, take a picture or whatever, maybe get a question. And it's chaotically fun. That's one thing for sure. It is chaotically fun. It's very fun. It is. Yeah. But it's also like you, you learn a lot. And yeah, like like I never had a Kobe. Like all the years I was covering the Warriors, this was before Steph came on board. And before Stephen Curry came on board, there was like a good 30 years the Warriors were just shit. I mean, you had a few windows, like run TMC. You had Baron Davis a couple years there. Uh, you had one year with Spreewell and Chris Weber, but you had like little smidges of success. Almost the Baron, the, Davis, the Baron Davis era. Yeah, the Baron Davis era. Exactly, I said that. Yeah. So, so, so that would be that's okay. So that would be the one. So one of the years I did it was the Baron Davis era, and that was cool. But all the rest of the time, it was like Monte Ellis was the best fucking player. Like Antoine Jameson was the best fucking player. It was so depressing, man. And and so I, it was yeah. So anyway, so. I don't know what the point of talking about media day was, but they can't read. You were saying they can't. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dumb motherfuckers. Some of these guys are just dumb as rocks, man. It's, it's, it's really disappointing and depressing to see that. But I, I know Kobe was on one of those. God damn, man. That's, how long has it been? Almost, the Kobe Bryant death was the beginning of the end for human civilization. Wasn't it? Cause the Very pandemic much. started almost pandemic. right after that. So you had the all-star game not too long after that. And then boom, March 12th, I think was basically, the new era of COVID was where everything pretty much Because uh, I was in LA. Uh, I was in LA on March 8th. I went to a game. Or actually, it was a Bucks lakers game. And I went to a concert that weekend. And then literally the following weekend, everything was like shutting down. League, was shut, league shut down, I think, that Tuesday or Wednesday. So the yeah, 11th or 12th of March, all the sports leagues were pretty much shut down. Um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. 
And Kobe uh, also is, a, is the beginning of the, of the end. Right. So we so yeah, man, and rest in peace, Kobe, and I don't know what a tragedy that's still to this day. It'll just always be a tragedy, man. Someday, 30 years from now, when we're super old, we'll, we'll be telling the youngsters, uh, you weren't there when Kobe passed away. Yeah. It's a crazy day. Um, so, yeah, so you're, so you're optimistic for the Lakers this upcoming season. I'm insanely optimistic about my Warriors, just because we got two lottery picks. You're, you can be hopeful about James Wiseman, Clay Thompson, your boy Michael's son. Uh, hopefully comes back healthy. Draymond still looks good. I'm optimistic, dude. I, I, I hope they start re-sign Kelly Oubre Jr. I think he would be a good good asset, even though he wants to start. If he comes back, he's probably going to come off the bench, but I would love him coming off the bench from the team. We still have Wiggins. We still got Wiggins. What about, so I'm, what about him? He got traded for Wiggins. So he's in Minnesota. He's a former Laker, the snitch. The snitch. Um, anyway, so but just so so before we go though, man. So again, we'll we'll re, we'll we'll get the podcast back on track. This was just kind of like a we've been away for a little while. We're we're back. We're here. But what's going on in slow? I'm not spending that much time there right now. I'm moving back in a few months. Uh, is downtown packed again? Are the restaurants packed again? Um, I'm guessing the beaches and stuff are not as crowded as they were a year ago, right? Because LA and the Bay Area are open now, so you don't have those huge fucking crowds mobbing like they were. Well, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on, on slow and the Central Coast? To be honest, I don't know much about the beach right now because I've not been there. Um, I can just tell you just what's been going on in slow, you know, the students being gone now because they've graduated. Uh, ever since the mask mandate kind of went away, I mean, everything's been back to 100% almost. I mean, farmers, I've gone to farmer's market the last two, three weeks in a row. I went the first week when the masks were off and there was a good crowd. And I think the students, wow. were, still the students were in still in town. And then the last two that I've gone to in the last two weeks, it's it, it looks like it's back to normal. I mean, the crowds are there, you know, and you still got people wearing masks, you know, whatever, to each their own. Um, the bars are semi-fully packed. I mean, I went out this last Friday. I went out the week before and the week prior. Um, uh, it's It seems, I, I'll put normal in quotations, it seems like everything's kind of back at least 85, 90%. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and, I think, and I think everything's going to be once the students come back. And, uh, when I say students, I'm referring to Cal Poly students. Once yeah. They come back in September. I think that's going to be, I think, I know we're having a little resurgence with the COVID. You know, I know LA is getting a mask mandate again. Certain counties are getting mask mandated again. But I think there's going to be a revolt against those because it sounds like even in LA, the, the sheriff said he's not going to enforce the mask mandate. I know, what, a, what an asshole. Like, like, when did sheriffs suddenly have the power to just be like, no, we're not going to enforce rules? Okay, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Maybe I'm going against my color, but what do you have against the sheriffs? Why, why I have nothing against sheriffs. Because it's a law, it's a rule. Because it's a rule. Their job is to enforce rules, to enforce laws. Like, since when can they nitpick and decide what they should and can and can't enforce? You know what I'm saying? It'd be like a, a sheriff coming out and saying, yeah, we know the speed limit is 55, but we're just not going to enforce that. We don't think it's fast enough. I'd be that's maybe a bad example because I'd be all for that and a lot of people would be for that but but that's the point my point is is that still like when since when did sheriffs suddenly have the power to just be fucking judge and jury you know that's kind of weird I, I don't I don't like that I, I feel like the step that's overstepping your bounds of, of your authority or, you know or in this case your lack thereof you decided you're not going to enforce this thing I the mass thing okay I, I uh, first of all, 99% of all the new cases are all the people who are still afraid to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? There are breakthrough cases, and that's what keeps me a little nervous. Like, there are situations, like this reporter came out the other day. I wish I knew what vaccine she was on because I feel like the Johnson & Johnson is where this shit always happens. But um, she ha was vaccinated, and she got fully sick, right? Uh, Damien Lee, the Warriors, uh, fully vaccinated, granted, with the Johnson & Johnson again. He got fully fucking sick. So there's a lot of these breakthrough cases. I don't see it. Just to cut you off real quick. Yeah, go ahead, I also sir. have an issue going, because this weekend is the beginning of the Olympics, and there's a girl on the gymnastics team that tested. I saw that. So, yes, you are absolutely right. Your, your sheriff's theory is, is correct. But I think the problem, Cyrus, is I think a lot of people are sick. Uh, not sick from COVID, but sick and tired of this. I know, no, 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 yeah. No, I hear it. They're tired of it. And all that stuff. And... No one's yeah. shutting anything down. No one's shutting anything well, down. I just don't, I don't understand why, like, I, just, I guess I just don't understand why the mask thing is such a big deal. It's like if a business wants to enforce it, why not fucking just wear a mask? You know, what's the big look, deal? Like, if, a, if I walk into a business and say, hey, you need a mask, I'll wear the mask. I'll, I'll put it on. Right, right. No big deal. I'm not, I'm not the, uh, a mask Nazi or whatever. But I just think, I don't think this second go around is going to be as strong as the first. No, it's, this is no, it's not because everyone who's getting sick again are the are the people remaining who decided I'm not getting a vaccine. I'm one of these fucking douchebags who thinks there's a microchip in it. That's apparently the new conspiracy theory is that <laughs> vaccines have microchips. It's like Jesus Christ. Like, have you seen your the roads you drive on? The government can't even fucking fix your roads. You really think they're gonna fucking like have the technology to 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 implement microchips in a vaccine? Are you out of your fucking mind? And, and it's insane. I understand too, Cyrus too, is that the fact that nobody ever said that getting the vaccine was gonna be a hundred percent. They didn't. You're right. You're right. And you're right. And I don't know about the 99%, but from what I've heard as far as 99% goes, that the people that have been dying so far from COVID are, I hate to just throw out stats, but I believe it is 99% have been ones that have not been vaccinated. Have you heard No, that's exactly right. No, that's what, that's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, that's so my point. Is that, that the people that get in re, re uh, uh, sick or people who are 99% vaccinated or something like that? No, 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 no. 99% of all the, the hospitalizations and all the stuff going on right now are unvaccinated people. Like, if these people just got the goddamn shot, this thing would go away. But you have so many people who, for some reason, either believe in conspiracies or don't like what they're being told or just have bought into the whole vaccination fucking bullshit and they don't want to get a vaccine. And so we're going to have these numbers. This thing will never go away as long as people don't get vaccinated. But the good news, Jerry, for you and I is we're likely never going to get seriously sick, especially since you and I both got the Moderna and the Pfizer. Those are the I'm good ones, my friend. Yeah, I'm not that I'm not that worried. Here's a weird thing about me. Right. And we'll wrap it up. And this is my mental illness for you. Just if anyone else feels me. Uh, no, we're going to wrap it up on something else. But all right. Fair enough. We'll something more positive. All right. Fair enough. So, uh, dude, I can go to a bar and not wear a mask and feel OK. But God forbid you fucking touch me, or if I have to touch a glass or some shit, then I just get weirded out, dude. Like, it's a surface thing for me, man. I can't, I don't want my hands to get contaminated. I don't know, this is, and this is an illness, dude. I got neuroses right now in the brain. Saying, yeah. So, you know, everybody who has an illness or a neurosis, as you say, or an OCD, we always, we always have something that contradicts it, right? So you're yeah. going, going into the ocean, which is, has a lot of bacteria. You're soaking in whale piss. <laughs> it's good for you, probably. <laughs> oh, oh, really? So maybe, so I think so. That's my question. So how is it that you're able to get in the water where there's, you know, some beaches have high bacteria and you're just like, oh, it's no big deal. I don't go into beaches. Uh, like, for example, the beaches are dirty if it right after it rains, for example, right? Like, even though we don't have to worry about it in California anymore, it never rains here. But um, if it rains, the runoff pollutes the ocean. So generally, I won't surf 
three to four days after it rains, but it never rains anymore. And the central coast, the waters are clean. So I don't have a problem with that. The sharks are my one issue. But yeah, dude. And, and the ocean in general has so many minerals in it that are good for your body. I always feel better. I always feel better after, I, after I'm in the ocean, dude. Um, it, could be, it could be because of the salt. You know, there's, you know, people who do like float tanks. Um, yeah. I think you and I have talked about it. Like did one a year ago. There's a few people who do float tanks. And you float. And, and, and yeah, when I went to St. Thomas, I mean, that's all I did for the 10, 11 days that I was there. I was in the water for hours on end. Right? Isn't it amazing? So, oh, yeah. And I was going to, I was kind of go back to your shark story in St. Thomas. It's like, well, not even just sharks, but just the Pacific Ocean. Um, for anybody who's ever been to like Hawaii or an island, an island, island, you know, it ruins the Pacific Ocean for you. Like, it, it does? Oh, dude. It, what about Hawaii? Well, it's an island, but you know, there's yeah. parts of, you know where the water's clear and it's warm and crisp. You can see, you know, twelve feet deep. And being in St. Thomas, I mean, the water's clear. It's sapphire. There's like one of the places called Sapphire Beach. It's like the color of a oh, sapphire. Oh. And, and you just sit there floating. You, you know, there's not going to be something creeping up on you. And and just the temperature of the water too is like I'm not going. Mm. I'm not going into Avila Beach or Pismo Beach anytime soon. Mm. To soak my feet, you know. Mm. And that's what I mean. It ruins it. Like you go out to Pismo, and you're just like, wow. This is not so you're, you're talking about. You're saying it ruins the Pacific for you in terms of slow. You can still go to San Diego and have not that clear water, but you can swim, and it can feel nice. Sure, but I'm just saying that the weather. The temperature is warmer and cleaner and clearer yeah. and all that stuff. It's just like, oh, you just want to, it's like a big bathtub, essentially. It's a Caribbean. It's a Caribbean, dude. It's your paradise. Apps, fuck yeah. Here's a, here's a positive note we can end the show on. Um, where I got, en where I got engaged yes, and, and this, and this is an idea for anyone else who needs a romantic notion or inclination. Uh, I, we spent the weekend at Sycamore Mineral Springs Resort. Also, have known you ever as, also known as what? I don't know. You tell me. It has a, it has a nickname. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. The Soaking Poke. Well, there's two springs. Are you sure it's that one? The one out by Avila, right? On your way to Avila Beach? But there's two. There's two. There's, there's a like a public one. It's not public, but there's one where it's more like a, a big pool and you, you pay like five bucks and you soak in it. And then there's Sycamore where they have private ones that yeah. you have to make reservations for. Oh, so maybe it is. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ma so here's what. Here's the cool the thing hotel. about Sycamore, right? Yeah. So, yes, the hotel, the, res yes. the resort. Yes, it could be a soak and poke. Clearly, uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I would. I would say it's a very fun soak and poke spot. But I wouldn't do the <laughs> soak and poke. I wouldn't do the soak at both. I wouldn't do the soak and poke in like the public pool though, because you could either reserve just a pool and then you get in and get out, or if you stay in a room for a weekend, you get your own private jacuzzi okay. that they that they clean and sanitize beforehand. You fill it up yourself if you want. Uh, the hose is just filled with hot mineral springs water. So that's what I went with, and it was one of the nicest, most romantic weekends ever. And dude, here and mineral springs water, it's kind of like the ocean. It's got these all these minerals in it that are good for the body. It's I kid you not, springs, right? it's, it's a natural, completely natural. And dude, I kid you not, I have where my hairline, my my fading receding hairline. I got two new hair follicles growing oh, below shit. where my hairline was. I'm right. not fucking bullshitting you, man. Yeah, I am not bullshitting there. you. I'm going to have to go rent out four weeks of it and dip my head in the water. I do. I, I probably went in my there hairline, 10 times. My hairline, I lost it. <laughs> dude, I'm, not I, I'm really not kidding you, man. My, my, my now fiance, she, she just looked at me like, what? And I showed it to her. She goes, that's weird. And then that's all she had to say about it. 
I, I kid you not, dude. I, it, my point is, it was amazing. Room service was fantastic. They've got a beer garden that's secluded uh, next to the Bob Jones Trail. Uh, we went on a hike up to the top of Sycamore Peak, had a view of Avila. Highly it's recommended. If you're... That, that area is definitely like the jewel, one of the little jewels of the area where like these little, I don't I want to say it's like a hidden gem. I mean, you can yelp it, you can find it. Yeah, yeah. It, but I think it's... I think it's semi-hidden, I guess, you know. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, and they have a lot of pools. Yeah, you can rent out pools. I've been out there a couple times with some friends, and there's, like, a good mid-sized pool that, you know, you can get in there. And, and yeah, you can have your jacuzzis and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, it's a great area, and, and you're only five minutes from the beach, from Avila. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a gem of the Central Coast. So, uh, your fiancé, you guys have dated. You guys have – this is the third time you guys reconnected, right? Because you guys – yeah yeah and we met in slow yeah we met in slow i was either we were both 20 or i was 20 she was 19 going to college yeah and then we dated a little bit in our 20s it just uh, the timing wasn't right then and then um we've been dating now for five years we had a little break but uh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, so question between one and two your break was how long 10 years maybe am i right oh, it was a long time we never seriously dated in our 20s like we get drunk and just mess around you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like we had mutual friends and so we'd always hang out, and every, the moment the alcohol flowed, her and I just gravitated to each other. And, and this went on for years. We never were serious. And then, uh, and then she, yeah, married some douchebag, and, and uh, that was her, her early life. Um, and then we, and, and then we, re, sorry, I shouldn't say that uh, because because he's still sort of around here and there. But uh, but yeah, and then we reconnected about five and a half years ago. Um, yeah, sorry, that was not a polite, mature thing to say. I met her once. Like, yeah, you did. Yeah, she remembers you. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She, she, she remembers you. I don't know what she sees in you. I don't know either, man. I don't know. So, I don't know either, dude. I'm so, lucky, man. Are, are you single still? Are you single? Yes. Do you have someone right now? No. Ladies out there, I'm telling you, man. Jerry Perez, eligible bachelor. He me. makes great money. He's a handsome make, son of a bitch. Oh, don't lie. Now you just screwed me. Bro. So you just uh, don't don't no, don't self don't. Don't self-deprecate at this moment, man. Go with it. Go with it. Uh, and ladies, she's available. All right? You can find him on Twitter at what? Do you have a Twitter account yet? No. <laughs> Still no. I could have gotten you involved in this awesome mock draft representing the Lakers if you just had a Twitter account, dude. Will you just get on Twitter and get an account going so, I could, so we can at least include you in all the promos for this show? All right. You can follow you can follow this show on, on uh, Twitter and most social media platforms at SlowCalPod. And you can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Show. Jerry, we'll have a guest next time, so people don't have to just listen to us. What? Wait, 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 wait. Are we really, are we really wrapping it up right now? You're just going to glance over the well, fact you, that you got engaged. I want to know the details. So you and I have oh. been for two months. Next I see on Facebook is like an engagement. Uh, I let her do the announcement. I didn't tell anyone until she made it public first. Right. That's why I didn't tell right. anyone. So make it public. But so don't be yeah, so, and then, so we had this weekend at a Sycamore uh, Mineral Springs Resort. She, she was surprised the whole fucking time. Uh, and then, yeah, he just proposed when we were there. And uh, her, her first reaction was, oh, crap, when she saw the ring. Um, <laughs> was she expecting She was not expecting anything. I think she was like, oh, crap. Like, like, you know, and I don't think she wanted to get married again. But then, like, I actually had her, um, her son. I got her son's blessing. And... Um, and her 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 father who passed away a couple years ago, which is really uh, tragic. Um, he he, I, I got his blessing, and and you know, and so I did the whole speech, and she was like, yes, 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 and then she got all excited, and when did you uh, guys yeah, this year, um, yeah, earlier this year, 
It's like sometime around March, I think. I mean, we always talked, but we just physically had a break. We just weren't, um, you know, seeing each other for a little while. So, yeah. Would you say with this go around, and I and I wish you nothing but success. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. I hope you find the same thing. I really hope you find. I know you got married once, and hopefully your second go around is going to be fucking wonderful, man. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the the benefit of your guys' relationship is that you guys were friends first? I think our history and the fact we go back so far clearly helps. Yeah, and and I told her this, and this is a true story that she is my best friend, dude. You know, I, I she knows me more than better than anyone, and I think I know her pretty good, and and we just we're compatible, dude. You know, and uh, yeah, so I, I do think the friendship part is vitally important. I mean, it's it's obvi- obviously helps to be sexually attracted to the person. I think that's especially if you're dating someone new, that's even more important because otherwise you're just gonna run run away, right? Um, but yeah, dude, she's my best friend, and we we the fact that we go back so far, I think, obviously helps. Yeah, the history there helps in terms of us being comfortable with each other. And yeah, do you have a childhood sweetheart, or do you have someone that you go way back with? You're thinking about making a move on? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not trying to shit on your situation. I'm just saying no. I don't. I don't. Think you can. You can. Uh, no. Uh, so let me ask you this. This will be the final question as far as this goes. Okay. Okay. So what's the what's the terms in terms of like is she, she going to move here? Like you said, she has a son. Oh yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna split my time between Slow and the Barrier. So um, it's gonna be weird marriage wise. Yeah. So like during the school year, I'll be I'll be away like three four days a week each week in Slow Town because I'm teaching Aquesta and um and I love Slow. But I think I think eventually in the next five ten years I'm gonna try to get her and move down. And we'll and we'll call slow home, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Son? How old is your son? Ten. So wouldn't this yeah. be kind of a good? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the kid. So wouldn't this be a good time to get him rooted here a little bit? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I would love to call slow permanently home. I, I think it's paradise. You're never gonna leave, right? I don't want to leave. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, you got a, you got a job you love. Your family's here. It's the happiest place on earth, right? Hopefully, they won't just open the. Yeah, for I think for most people, for a lot of people, anyways. Um, yeah, dude, fucking slow, baby. I like the slow life, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully she'll, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll she'll reload. But but we'll see. But point is, man, slow's gonna be my home regardless. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna buy a home down there soon, and my dad will live there. And he used to go to um. This is a funny note, and maybe we can end on this. My dad used to live in Slow and Santa Maria as a teenager, and oh, he really? went to Allen. Yeah, and he went to Allen Hancock Community College. And John Madden, the former Raiders head coach and Monday Night Football uh, broadcaster, and, and his name's on the video game still, was a football coach at Allen Hancock early in his career. So he was my dad's coach. Oh, uh, I guess that's, my dad. That's, dude, that's going. It's old school. That's going way back, man. We're talking like fifties or sixties. Yeah. He went from, um, he went from uh, let me, if I'm not mistaken, he went from Allen Hancock to Cal Poly to the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that that John Madden's got that Central Coast connection. Um, yeah, so so my dad's gonna come back and he's gonna settle down and retire and slow and yeah, dude. And then uh, I'll be ready to come see you at a bar, man. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do that now. It's just uh, if I if I I'll have to wash my hands or you know wear gloves or some shit. But <laughs> love you, brother. It's good to do this again. We'll 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 make it a regular thing. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Well, let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint and turn around.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.